Hi, I'm Amy. And I'm Adam. And this is our podcast, The Spins, where we discuss music. This episode, we're talking about Traversa by Geotic. So, Geotic is Will Wiesenfeld, whose main project you might know as Baths. The way he divides these two projects is he talks about Baths as being active listening, or Geotic as passive listening. Geotic has been going on since before Baths music has been released, so since 2008. But only recently has he been signed to a record label with that moniker and released full-length LPs. This being the latest one and the second one, Traversa, came out in October of last year. What stood out to you initially? The singles that came up for this album, first one being Gondolier, were like super striking and so groovy and had that amazing synth bassy sound. And we'll talk more about the musical elements of that song itself later, but honestly, like the first big thing for this album was the, the singles, like Gondolier and Knapsack, that I was just like, this is such a good aesthetic, essentially. Yeah, I remember Knapsack. It felt very comforting, I find. Like, that that's what kind of stood out to me f- at first, was a very comforting atmosphere. It's just music that feels good to listen to. Um, so it opens with Knapsack, one of the hits. And it is quite, it's quite a hit. It's very catchy. There's a lot of movement to it. It's very groovy. In the beginning, you just get this kind of like quieter version of the drum loop. And I, I remember hearing like little bird sounds and stuff. It's really setting the scene for something that's coming. And then it just kind of like bangs in like twice as loud and is like, we're here. I always forget about that. The beginning is a lot quieter. And then it just really, it can almost drops very subtly and delicately. I found that too with a lot of the the songs on the album, like that, listening to it again for the podcast, I hadn't really noticed the driving beat. There's always a really upbeat kind of drive to the songs I didn't think would fit with the comforting, like delicate aesthetic, but they all have like a driving kind of busy beat every song. Yeah, I think it's really interesting with something that you label as passive listening. His older releases, before he was kind of making it a more official kind of moniker, a lot of it was very ambient and washy and didn't have that driving drumbeat vibe to it, where this album and the previous one, Abysma, just are like way more like passive dance music rather than just like ambient music. Yeah, but it still is a good mix. Yeah, there's still lots of very um, ambient elements to it. There are lots of parts that really stood out to me as like really delicate, really um, like reverby, airy stuff. It's still so cutesy and and yeah, like you said, delicate, and has like such a nice comforting aesthetic to it. It's like a very driving drum beat, but it's not demanding. Like it's not too fast. It's not too aggressive. It just kind of drives forward in these very nurturing ways. Yeah. Um, so maybe we should address the overall concept theme when going into it, because I was just thinking about the title, Knapsack. It's kind of interesting, right? For a song. Yeah, so let's do a bit of a lyrical, conceptual jive. So the album itself is called Traversa, and Will Wiesenfeld has been very open about it being about traveling, and it's kind of obvious with songs named Knapsack and Swiss Bicycle, Harbor Drive, Town Square, Gondolier. Like these are all very evocative 
song titles. Well, Knapsack is very, the lyrics are very obvious about traveling or hiking, you know, through trees and stuff. But I find some of them too, it kind of hints at traveling with someone or like journeying through almost a relationship. Yeah, it's not just about a physical journey, but it is about an emotional journey in relation to that. Mm-hmm. Kind of like how in Terraformer, the scene is set that they're like trying to travel to get to some far off star, distant planet kind of thing. And they've just been trapped in this spaceship for so long and they're like so bored. But he's talking about the intimacy involved in that and not just the like, oh, we're traveling really far, but also like this relationship is getting more and more strenuous and interesting. And I find with Knapsack too, it, it's more, I guess, personal or, you know, there's not really another person. It seems more of like a personal reflection or isolated with like, I guess this is how kind of how you feel while hiking sometimes, you know, when it's just you and big trees. But I, I really like to lyric somewhere I might be a modern human being, but not here, like amongst all the trees. Like I thought that was kind of an interesting concept. That might be my favorite lyric on the album. Just the way he delivers that too is so soft spoken and like to himself, you know, he's kind of just like monotone when he says it and like very inward looking about it. Not like we're even supposed to hear him say it, which is so interesting. Yeah. Yeah, because it is kind of rhythmically, it's like somewhere I might be a modern human being, but not here. And then he kind of gets like lofty and like reverb, higher pitch, like among the tall trees or something like that. Yeah, it's very like word painting because, yeah, um, but not here among like a a bunch of very tall tree miles higher than me, I think is, is vaguely the lyric. It's, it's almost like this feeling of being at peace with yourself in relation to how small you are and insignificant compared yeah. to all of these ancient tall trees that are so much, not not just taller than you, but like older than you and so much m- more massive and vast than you can kind of imagine. I almost get a, a vibe that he feels kind of one with them too, though, because it's saying like, somewhere else I'm like this modern human being, but not here. Like here I'm like these trees, or here I'm, I'm a different person you know yeah like he finds a uh things out about himself and a version of himself that exists in the woods that doesn't exist in another mm-hmm. place so overall this album is half songs with lyrics and half totally instrumental which again with the geotic moniker in the past he didn't have any lyrics generally um it's only been on this album and the one before it that there really has been any lyrics and this album i feel like has even more lyrics than the last one did Hmm. And it is, yeah, like you said, too, it, the changes, the, the dancing, like the driving beat, too. So kind of almost like a more, like a poppy ambient, I guess. Yeah, exactly. It's more it's more accessible rather than drawn out or like ambient. Mm-hmm. So this album specifically creates this pop ambient atmosphere surrounding like travel. So we already talked about Knapsack and a little bit about Terraformer. But the other two songs with lyrics on here are Aerostat and Gondolier. I, so Aerostat seems so unlike Geotic or Baths. To me, it sounds like Will Wiesenfeld doing a soft love ballad. And the lyrics are kind of all about like love letters, this hot air balloon he's watching float away. And it's like very soft. And there's just kick drum that's like four on the floor. And it's just so cute to have just a little love ballad, you know? I saw it as like a, mi- a very good mix of the two. Because I see Baths as quite almost like very emotional. 
right? Geotic, more ambient, and exploring sounds, I guess, more, right? But I found, the like, it was very dreamy, very, like, spacious, and lots, like, reverb. Um, but then the lyrics are very much, this really sad of, like, him letting this person go and watching them leave, like, watching a hot air balloon, like, float away. It is, like, so sentimental, and it is, like, some bath songs are a little bit like that. I get that a lot from baths. Very, like, kind of emotional. Yeah, sentimental. So I saw it as really a good combo of the two, kind of softer ambient. Still with, like, I think it still has a driving beat, but is is way more dreamy and, like, delicate than baths normally is. Baths is normally kind of like a banger. It definitely stands out like on this album and as just like a track that he's released in general and i feel like it's just the farthest he's pushed that kind of ambient slash ballad kind of aesthetic because i feel like even the sentimentality in the bath songs that are like that haven't been matched with like the same kind of ballad music element so this is like it is like you're saying like this blending of these two worlds but i think it's like something he's never really done before in this way and it's really exciting yeah. I also thought the structure of this one was interesting because it's it's four verses kind of almost describing a relationship. I also thought this one stood out too, um, kind of apart from traveling. It sounds more like a, a journey with a person, like discussing the journey that they had together kind of thing. And then they're traveling away. Yeah. But yeah, it's it's like four verses and then it just ends with the chorus repeated, which I thought was kind of interesting. Yeah, it's it's very much like a processing of the situation and like really just meditating on that. And I guess almost a build up too, right? Yeah, like maybe you're anticipating this person leaving and you're like trying to think about it a lot and you're you're kind of preparing yourself for it. But then you just kind of are trying to take it in at the same time and you need a lot of space for that. It ends the first side of the record too, which is kind of nice. Yeah. And then the last song with lyrics, we should talk about Gondolier, which is like, I know it's your favorite song for sure. And it's probably one of mine too. Yes, definitely my favorite. I just love the the melody, the vocal melody. I love it. Yeah. What are the lyrics on this one again? They're they're all verses. Mm, It just repeats a verse over and over again. Yeah. There's uh, no choruses. The lyrics are almost like, I think it's more about a relationship again, I think, I feel. But it's something about thinking they're going to be left behind by this person. Um, It's kind of like they meet them by the boats or something, by the docks or whatever. And it's almost as if it looks like the person's leaving. And I guess from Will's perspective or whatever, it's like they're kind of mad about it but are like okay whatever but then at the very end the person on the boat is like oh you're coming with me oh yeah i never really heard the lyrics that well in the context of the song Hmm. but i really like that the way you just summed it up there because like you're coming with me too i feel like again it's like i want to go the fourth wall break is like he's inviting us to go with him too on this journey Mm. too which i definitely want to go on a gondola yeah with all this music (laughs) well even well that's at the end the song ends I'm probably not saying the exact lyrics, but it's something like, uh, I know you will never desert me or something like that. And he says that twice at the end of sort of just that acceptance. And the song also is it's six verses and then there's an instrumental part and then it's the first two verses again. And then it's like the last two verses, mm-hmm. kind of like a shorter version of it to finish it out. Just sums up like the doubt leading to confirmation yeah so then the we should talk about the songs that don't have lyrics too even just conceptually because despite them not having lyrics it's still very clear the mood and kind of like thing that they're conveying Mm -hmm. i find the first instrumental one being swiss bicycle 
I freaking love this song. It has this kind of long drawn out pulsing intro. And then there's like this tiny little melody that comes in that's just like sounds like a hill or like a little bicycle wheel. Sounds like it's spinning. I don't know if you know the part I'm talking about. Yeah, I know exactly what you're talking about. I found it reminded me of like a sunny day. Yeah, I literally picture like a sunny hill and like going down a little bicycle, kind of like from um, that Studio Ghibli movie, Kiki's Delivery Service. Which I know Will Wiesenfeld likes because he sampled it in a bath song. So maybe he's picturing that too. Is that your theory? That's my conspiracy theory for this. That little melody part, I'm just realizing, like, reminds you of birds so much. Like, you know, a little bird song that just they, like, repeat. And actually, in the, I think the beginning, you can hear birds in the beginning of the song and kind of I think underneath and a lot of the songs he has like ambient kind of like real world sounds underneath like I think there's water in one of them and there's birds kind of throughout and it's underneath the track like you can pick out little chirps through the whole track so I wonder if that little melody part two could be like a little bird it could be a big part of that and it has that like yeah repetitive nature and like this weird leap in it that birds would do yeah like a little messian moment of- yeah <laughs> he's really channeling his his inner <laughs> messian yeah that song is so cute and just sounds like biking yeah and then speaking of the real world sounds there is so much water sound on this album um and will and his brother have a podcast called 2.0 that we follow too and in that podcast i think will says at some point that he has a water spirit like he he feels very much like a water kind of person and there's just so much water on this album I'm, I'm almost like yeah this mm. is his water spirit so harbor drive being the next one sounds so watery um not only is there like water samples but i find like the synth sounds a little bit like it's underwater like it has that kind of like low deep sound to it like there isn't really high frequencies as much and then there's like this piano sound that also sounds like that and it's also kind of detuned as if it was like underwater and the pitch was bending because of it i like that a lot I didn't think about that at all, but that sound, that song sounds so watery. It, it, it's also a little darker, like it has a darker feel to it. Yeah, I really noticed that piano. I, that makes a lot of sense. The intro too, it kind of like ripples in with that pulsing. Yeah, that's kind of, that's the first we get of this sort of really fat synth, right? I think the fat synth is in the first two songs too. Oh, okay. I just really noticed it in this one. I feel like it's the main part, like it's the biggest part. The other thing in Harbor Drive was that that piano sound, when you get later in the song, you kind of get the higher frequencies. So it's almost like the piano comes up a little out of the water and it sounds more like a piano, but it's still detuned, which I thought was interesting. Yeah, I really liked the strings and the sort of out of tune piano sound. Yeah, I really liked the idea of it being like water. It's The whole thing just sounds so water. And then there's wa- there's actual like water samples at the end. Yeah, yeah. So then I guess Town Square is the next, which is very upbeat. Yeah, at at first I didn't really like this song for some reason. I think I just didn't like that main vamp thing. But listening to it more closely in preparation for this podcast, I kind of noticed there's this like little synth line that just repeats constantly. And it's just the same thing over and over again. And then that being repetitive leaves so much space for this big like bassy sound Hmm. to come in and like vary and stuff. I found this one very busy um, compared to the other ones. There's a lot more going on. Mm, yeah. One of the notes I took was that it's like bustly, like a town square. Mm, like there's yeah. different layers of things and like there's some birds and like some weird ambient sounds. Yeah. I didn't even really think about that, but that's totally it. That's why it's busier, I think, because of the town square. And then it's just the, the last one. Maybe we should talk about that at the end. The last track. Yeah. Yeah. 
So we should talk about the big elephant synth in the room, which is this sweet, thick, chonky synth sound that he uses everywhere. I love it. The same sound was on um, kind of a bunch of songs on Romoplasm, his latest Baths album too. To me, it sounds very like plonky. It's almost like you're hitting like a tube with a paddle, but it's layered like seven times. I really like him playing it in like a lower range too. Just sounds so like fat bass. Yeah, and a lot of the songs are like, it'll be that sound on the offbeat of the mm. beat. Like the drums will be going and it'll just be... So you kind of notice it more. Yeah, it gives way more space for it to be so thick because if it was on the beat with the kick and stuff, it would be just really muddy, I guess. But it also helps like the whole driving. Like we're talking about how the, the music drives forward but isn't like really intense. I feel like it's because of this relationship between the drums and this like fat bass synth that they're just kind of always playing off each other without like competing, like everyone's hanging out. Yeah, I find too with the driving, because every song has a driving beat, but I find with a lot of the songs, there's a lot going on. There's a lot of little layering melodies and yeah, like a, a big synth part, but then we'll be like a higher uh, pitch, little melody looping. Like there's so much going on that the driving beat almost just kind of fits in somewhere. So, like it's not as much as the main force in the song, but it just kind of fits in with the whole scheme of things. Yeah, like everything interlocks really well. Mm-hmm. Not to get into musical highlights yet, but the strings are a big thing that I notice and just kind of how subtle they are on each track. Yeah, they really seem like they're almost the garnish, you know, like a little parsley on top of your nice spaghetti. Yeah, though I also noticed a lot of the songs have a little instrumental break. E- even the songs that are all instrumental, there is this sort of break in the middle that's different than the rest of it that, you know, doesn't have that looping melody over top or, you know, and kind of has like the strings will come in and do this really pretty like build up and then it'll just go back to the original melody or the, the lyrics again. So I found that kind of interesting that they have a little break in them. And I don't know if it's maybe because the songs are kind of long. So instead of just having the same thing kind of looping, he breaks it up a lot. Yeah, and that actually brings me to one of the things I wanted to talk about in this section was um, I think one of the ways that this is passive listening kind of music and like kind of ambient or like that kind of realm is that he takes all these songs and stretches them out, it feels like. Like any of these songs could be a normal like two and a half minute pop song, especially the ones with lyrics, right? But every song in this album is more than five minutes. Yeah. Because I, I feel like he's just taking... You know, whatever the idea is, like Swiss Bicycle being like just these little melodic things. And he stretches it and does every variation you could of these, even just like little beats and little combinations of different things and little like ways of transitioning in and out. And then I'll have that little break in the bridge where like something that was there before that you didn't notice, he'll like show you that. And he just like stretches it so much and you just get the full experience without even needing to like try, you know? (sighs) I noticed that with uh, Gondolier because I didn't realize that the verse, like after the instrumental break in that one, that's the six verses instrumental break. He could just end the song there, but he brings back the lyrics again. So it kind of stretches it out. I found that with a lot of the breaks, it's like, this could be the end of the song, but it's like, we can just hang out a little bit longer. Yeah. And one of the quotes of his uh, interviews about this album was the idea of traveling with like a free schedule. That was a big part of it for him of like having that freedom to like, I guess, find yourself and kind of all that stuff. And that's kind of like these songs. It's like, we don't got anywhere to go. You know, let's keep biking this hill. Yeah, let's relive that like catchy melody again at the end. We don't need to end it at this big different buildup. Exactly. We just like can enjoy it. Yeah. 
I found the strings complement the album really well. I, I guess they just add something that feels really different to me than the rest of it, than the drum beat and the synth parts. I find it goes with his vocals really well. I think there's a couple of songs where the violin like kind of doubles his vocal line. I think in Aerostat it does something like that. Like it really just like swells together and you can't even really tell like what's his voice because his voice is really reverby or like what's the strings. Yeah. And though it, it does seem really different, I find it just works so well with how subtle he kind of adds it in. It is nice to have like, I guess, an acoustic instrument yeah. where there's all these like the drums are like sampled and the, the synth is, you know, electronic. And and he has so many crisp sounds, right? Like it's so crisp. And then just having this like really pretty, like almost swelling violin, right, is so contrasting, but it, I don't know, it just works so well. Yeah, it really, like we were talking about interlocking earlier, it just like interlocks really well. Like it fills in the gaps that everything else is leaving, mm. maybe sonically that way. Yeah, I like that. And so overall, the sounds on this album are like, there's drums, there's this big synth sound that's usually like the bass or like kind of in the middle. There's like these high little synth sounds. I find there's so much layered like synth stuff little detailed layered and stuff like even in the back apart from the bass and the high there's normally like a higher melody going on there is this kind of layering in the back of these other kind of more subtle synth lines or that's kind of where the strings are are throughout the songs too i find sometimes they're just kind of in there in the back and then you like hear them in the bridge all the things you don't notice like the soft pad and like the strings and stuff just get way louder and everything cuts out in the bridge of swiss bicycle and you just have this like blanket over you of just all these soothing sounds and then we're just go back and hang out and bike again i find a lot of the instrumental parts are like where the strings get to shine they kind of are creeping up the whole time and then are like oh yeah there's nice there's a violin in this song and it's a nice string part and then it kind of goes back to the like synth melodies i also found with the drums was very interesting like the kick isn't that loud like the loudest part of the drums i think is the snare on most songs and the hi-hats are like barely even there Mm. which i found really interesting but he does a really good job of like there's always some percussive element going on pretty much. Yeah. Like it always keeps you moving. Well, I even find the synth lines, like that's why I, I think I find the violin more uh, striking because even the synths are like so rhythmic and like short, like they're almost percussive a lot of the time. Yeah. yeah. They're super punchy. Yeah. I think that element adds to the passive listening element too, because if it was varying a lot, like if it was cutting out and like changing feel and tempo a lot, it would be I feel like you have to more actively listen to it to get stuff out of it where this just like it almost like carries you along so you don't have to pay attention you know yeah and it's a lot of looping like it is a lot of the same sort of synth line looping for a large portion but it's, it's just there's so much more going on there's a lot to listen to but you don't have to like dive that deep into it yeah it's one of those things where you can listen on any level that you want like you can like literally not pay attention to it at all and you'll feel good because it'll be on around you or you can like dive into any one moment and be like oh he did something like really interesting there because of like how it's one idea but he does every variation of it there's like so many like micro details as well that are really interesting to dig into if you want yeah i found that even just trying to listen to the stuff in the back and like noticing oh there's still bird sounds going on or like oh there are strings back there yeah you don't really notice that much when you're just listening to it all as a whole more passively um another big thing through the whole album i found it so cohesive the whole atmosphere is so comforting and cohesive and i don't know if that is from using like a similar synth sound throughout or like using a violent like there's strings on every song like it is very 
cohesive. So the thing about electronic music is you don't, you're not limited to who's in the band. Like a lot of rock bands and stuff, you have a guitarist and a drummer and stuff, and they all have to play their parts. Electronic music, you don't have that issue, but I feel like it's good to think about it like that sometimes. And I feel like he does that on this album where it's like, he has a violinist, he has a synth part and he has the drums and he keeps the instrumentation very similar. So it makes the whole album sound like it is this one experience. And I think having the concept too, where it's about traveling and it's about these different like feelings he has, it's like a cohesive overarching theme that he can explore a lot of different avenues within that theme. That's probably true lyrically, conceptually and musically. Yeah, I find even his singing style, because within yeah within bass it changes a lot, right? The the feel of the songs, the you know concepts, even the way he sings, you know. Where this one, like his vocals are all really similar. Yes. Oh, I also just want to point out that it's it's like produced so well. Yeah, it's just so well put together. Everything was so good. <laughs> He's been doing baths for almost 10 years now, and he's been doing geotic for almost 10 years. And I, feel, and, I mean, he, I guess he's been making music since he was like a preteen. Yeah, so he's had lots of practice. Yeah, he's just a really good <laughs> producer at this point. I think he still records everything like at home, too. Yeah, just the levels I found of things, like how it sometimes the, the fat bass you don't notice as much kind of in the back, but then there's some song that's really prominent. And like, I love, I just love mostly the levels of things i found they just is so perfect the balance is so good yeah so what are your musical highlights so one of my favorite parts on this album is at the beginning of gondolier you have these two synth lines interacting and they're just interlocking so perfectly and it just feels so good and then the melody comes in and it interlocks with it even better than you could have imagined before and it's just that moment of those things coming together is like a good sum of like a lot of the sounds on the album and like the way that everything interacts how that builds up into like him singing that melody is just so satisfying i think that's one of my favorite parts of the album yeah just to keep going on gondolier is like one of my musical highlights is literally just the vocal melody of that song i love it so much just the the kind of higher more melodic like first part of the verse and then followed by the more rhythmic like talking finishing up of the verses i really love it but also, I really liked the layering of his vocals in Terraformer. He has this, like, low, uh, kind of more talking vocal, and then, like, the high, a higher voice. Um, I really like, yeah, I really like the vocals on that song, too. Especially at the end of that song, too, right? He has this kind of, like, harmony he sings over. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So nice. Yeah, I really liked the vocals on that one. Speaking of vocals, too, the, one of my other huge highlights on this is Knapsack. Just the way that he sings that chorus, so, like nonchalant to himself introspective yeah. i just love that so much like it gives me, like i have like chills thinking about it now i just love the like modern human being line and that whole aesthetic and how it strips down to that part everything kind of cuts out and it just gives him space to like mutter to himself yeah because it does there is like this busy almost like rhythmic little synth thing that goes in between the lines which i thought was interesting and yeah it just stops for when he says those yeah the chorus is like so stripped down like there's so much space and it's just like his voice being like am i a human being yeah it's great i have that as one of my highlights too is those lines so good such good lyrics such good delivery yeah such good placement in the song yeah such good hits like both of those is the hits so good i also liked that that he does sneak in the sort of like samples of outdoor sounds but it's not like in a cheesy obvious way because like yeah it's about traveling it's about you know outdoors stuff but it's really subtle but it just adds like a nice it, it adds to the concept i guess 
it makes it way more like three-dimensional feeling you know like like you're there or like it's a scene setting but yeah he doesn't like do it really cheesily or anything it's not like you can just hear like a choir of birds on like all the songs or anything it's just like very subtle Hmm. i also kind of want to this isn't really a musical highlight but i just realized that the whole album is very like major you get it gets a little ambiguous i think it might be like harbor drive is a little ambiguous it's a little darker but it's not quite minory even um aerostat yeah i feel like he's really good at like a sad major which is an aesthetic i can really relate to of like (laughs) it's not you're not in a minor key because minor would almost be too dramatic but you're in major unresolved like you might be in lydian you could you're doing like probably major seven chords and stuff you're not doing like a typical cadence or anything you're not yeah i get that a lot from harbor drive but the whole overall the whole album is pretty i guess happy feeling and it definitely varies from song to song like the songs that are about like intimacy and stuff like that like aerostat and gondolier they're kind of more introspective or more unresolved or something like swiss bicycle there's no worries and yeah song. there's nothing, yeah. nothing to worry about even knapsack is like if there's anything unresolved it's like the feeling small like kind of existential feeling rather than but like a positive existential feeling yeah and i find there's no it's not dramatic the whole album is not dramatic at all you know it has the more intimate songs um but even those is like you don't even really notice unless you kind of look more at the lyrics like again it is very passive like you aren't really stolen by a song you know like there isn't like a dramatic element that really sucks you in to be like oh this is sad or oh this is a deep dark feeling you know yeah he's just kind of presenting it yeah, it does have, on the surface, a very, like, pleasant feeling, I guess. Kind of while talking about harmony, one of my big highlights, too, is the opening chords to Terraformer. It's just, like, these kind of cool... And this is a part where I think it differs from being just straight-up major and stuff, because he has these chords that sound out of key and stuff, like he's kind of moving through keys or something like that. And it's the one that's about the future and, like, traveling over long distances of space. So it feels, like, very, like, future chic or maybe, like, alien kind of referencing or something. Like, these kind of new sounds because it's future-esque. Do you have any other musical highlights you want to shout out before we move on? My last shout out has to be that cutesy spinning melody on Swiss Bicycle. Yeah. It's just feels so innocent, like a little bird accompanying you on your little tricycle ride down a hill. The whole album is so wholesome the whole atmosphere of the album is just such a wholesome comforting thing and i really get that from swiss bicycle i like that little melody yeah it should be like a a wholesome anthem you know but with that let's move to the end so maglev i noticed um has a string opening which is the only time in the album that strings are kind of the first prominent part so i thought that was interesting uh, and again, there's there's no lyrics for this last one. Yeah, it does have the driving beat and like the big bass synth sound, I think, still. Yeah, I think the ba- the big bass sound kind of drives this one as well, yeah. This was one of the singles that first came out too, and I kind of, it just washed over me, like it didn't grab me like Gondolier Knapsack did, because it didn't have lyrics, it didn't have the modern human being or like anything like that. But it's such a good ending to the album, because it just leaves like a really nice taste in your mouth, I find. Like, it's so bright and shiny and optimistic feeling. The strings are, like, far more present throughout. And there's lots of layering. This one actually stood out to me as, like, more obviously dancey than the others. Yeah, it's, like, a lot more upbeat and kind of grooving. I really noticed that. 
and there's there is like kind of a build-up middle too like that it specifically feels like a build-up and then i think it goes back to the sort of beginning again yeah and i feel like it sounds the most like the album just before this one abysma like it has a very similar aesthetic to that i feel like it's a good bridge between the albums hmm. and i also like so a maglev is like a train or something i don't really know much about it but I like the idea of this being like you're traveling somewhere else now and like you're full of optimism and like things are going to be great. Like you don't know what's going to happen, but it's going to be great. Yeah, that is kind of how it feels because it is very it's very busy and like very actiony. Yeah, I've kind of just continuing journey. It's really vague about like where or what what's going on. Open potential. Yeah, which is nice for the end. Uh, it also fades out. There's only a couple tracks that fade out. Yeah, I, that was the thing I was going to talk about is some of the songs just yeah straight up fade out on a vamp which yeah. makes it feel like they they could keep going forever like which adds to the unresolved element or like the passive element of like we're just ending this because we're moving forward a little bit but like it's not over you know like, yeah you could keep biking on this hill or you could keep going on the gondolas and i guess that kind of ties back to the whole traveling adventuring thing right of like they always do kind of come to an end but it's never out of the realm of possibilities to go again and it, it stays with you kind of thing. Like you're going to, you remember the gondolas and like, it'll echo with you for a while. Hmm. So speaking of echoing into the vast darkness <laughs> of, of our souls. <laughs> fading out. Uh, this is where we end the podcast. Yeah. It's been good potting with you. It's been good potting with you. Thanks everyone for listening to episode two of The Spins. I hope you look forward to the next episode. We'll see you then. Bye.